Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Sports Day for Kia. The Kia Sportage. Drive car of the year. Welcome back to Sports Day. Nice to have your company. Me, Carl Langdon, Will Schofield with you tonight. Trade radio update. Thanks to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia, and a man who's probably having a nice relax in the bath tonight, I reckon, Will, about this time of night, uh, is Colin Young. Uh, he is a man that, uh, when I when I spoke to him earlier today, was uh, just getting over what was a flurry. Uh, Cole, g'day to you, mate. How are you? Evening, guys. Uh, not having the bath yet, mate. Just having a quiet uh, shardy. Yeah. Well, look, um, for you, and I would have thought just like the players who you represent, it must have been a really stressful time. Uh, it, it, the last probably five to ten minutes was quite stressful. Um, we sort of put a plan in place, like everyone does going into trade, and we thought that we had it under control, but... Um, there was just too many chefs in the kitchen at the end, Carl. There was like, you know, four clubs trying to do a trade and it was just getting too busy. So when it got to about 10 minutes, I think there was a bit of vision of me running around. I was actually running from, I think it was 200 metres. They, they designed the corporate suite <laughs> differently this year trade and I was sweating it running 200 from, from Brisbane to Brisbane Bulldogs back to Fremantle. So it was, yeah, it was a bit, bit of... Uh, a bit testing, I must admit, that last 10 minutes. So just when you're running between the camps... What at this point can you do? Um, the the dialogue was getting mixed up, I think, between the clubs and what the Bulldogs or Brisbane and and Hawthorne with you know Jager and Meek and and Mitchell and it was just getting too busy. So I was just trying to clarify where we're at. We're at, uh, especially with the Bulldogs wanting. Uh, for Dunkley, what they wanted, and then also reinforcing what they wanted, then giving it off to Fremantle for lot. So it was just confirming, and then and then just that things got a little bit grey. So I just wanted to clean it up, and once we cleaned up a few areas with you know trade picks out the back and got those fixed up, then we got moving in that last ten minutes. But yeah, I was stressing, I can tell you. So Cole, this isn't all for show for for keeping people's attention. This is actually getting done in the last ten minutes. I mean, the trade period goes for long enough. Why, why are we waiting for ten minutes to go to get these things done? Well, mate, I would like to have got it done. I, I was of the opinion about nine forty-six that morning that we could get it done <laughs> sooner rather than later, but. You know, because I thought the trade was helping Frio get sharp and then Jager popped up and that just threw everything into chaos. So, you know, that wasn't for show. That was a serious, I won't say what I was going to say, but a serious crap fight. Uh, <laughs> it was seriously very intense in that hallway. And you'll 
you'll no doubt see that down the track. So uh, the Jago Amira um, to Fremantle, fr- from my view, and I'm certainly not in the inside, you certainly are, that looked like it came up quite late. Uh, I mean, that, that didn't seem like it was on the table for the entire trade period and, and something that was no. thrown in with Meek. Look, I, I, I only heard that uh, GWS might have raised it at Cornelio's wedding, um, saying, you know, how are you going, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I rang GWS the night before the last day, and um, Jason said that there was definitely interest, and he told me what they were thinking of doing. And I thought oh, I'd get that, because I think Jager always wanted to play with Steve. And it wasn't until the next morning when I'd spoken to, to um, Dave from Frio that I got a sniff that Jager could be in the mix for those guys. And so... Um, but I didn't think that um, I thought the GWS want to have the front run there. So just yeah, we, no one was that came very very late. So yeah. Cole, is is any of this orchestrated by the AFL? And I want your honest opinion. Do they keep a few of these up their sleeve? Because I look, I know there's a lot of complicated work that has to go into checking the legalities and the future picks and and everything else that goes into it just to make sure it's within the AFL rules. But do they do they keep a couple up their sleeve? You reckon or not? Well, I actually thought the same as you, Carl. I actually thought there was, you know, having watched this for about 20 years, that that some get told, can you keep it late and play it out? But I can assure you, this this one wasn't. Um, this was just a real crap fight from start to finish. So, um, so yeah. No, it, it wasn't. And, um, yeah, it was very testing along the journey. How are some of your players uh, feeling, Cole? You look after a few guys that um, made some moves this uh, off-season. Rory Lobb, Blake yeah. Akers, Griffin Logue. How are they all feeling? Yeah, we're pretty happy. We we had five trades going in and we got five trades done. So we're pretty happy with it. And Dukes and I had a little bit of fun with the Crows. I think the day before the last day, we went barging in their offices and so we know and started, you know, without an appointment, <laughs> what's going on. We wanted to get this done. And so it was a bit of fun as well, but... You know, we got five from five, so we're pretty happy in the end. But it's more so the players, um, you know, getting where they want to go. And then also the club, like I think we spoke about this a while ago, Carl, about making sure Fremantle got looked after. Yeah. Um, we, were, we were waiting for the hole in the, in, the, in the trade period, which I did mention to you. And then, of course, the Jager, you know, I actually was doing the trade for Sharp to get to, to Frio, not, not for Jager. So, um, you know, we certainly, um, you know, Certainly working our backsides off. It was it was very successful in the end. And uh, I was speaking to Rory afterwards. It was that's that's probably as you know, Will. That's the, that's the uh, the cream on the cake when the player gets the phone call that it's done. Uh, and you hear the relief over the phone because it's been twelve months in the making. Yeah, and and look, he was he was the one that I was feeling probably most uh, uh, sad about because uh, he was the one that had indicated that he wanted out pretty much last year at the same time. And yet all of these other guys had got their deals done and then all of a sudden, given the the circumstances because of other players on the move, uh, Rory Lobb had to stay. Now, he had a contract, we know that, but all of a sudden uh, he was the man that had to stay. Yeah, well, so did Jager and there's quite a few players, so did Mitchell. There's a lot of players moved with contracts. It's just when sometimes, you know, the sister clubs with their salary cap and their strategic planning to go forward. So sometimes it suits the club to do it and sometimes it doesn't. So you have to be, you know, have to bend with what's going on. Um, you know, I was always sort of confident we'd get Roy done. Um, and certainly talking to Dave on the morning of, I thought we'd get it done. But of course, then Jager bumped up and I thought, oh, this could be a curveball. And it was. So, um, 
but yeah, it's great for Rory and, and his partner and the family in Melbourne, and it's great for Fremantle. They uh, they did very well, and I, as I said, we mentioned on your show that I think that uh, we wanted to make sure that Fremantle came out of it really well, and they needed to, um, losing Rory and of course Griffin Logue as well. Um, but they picked up some really good players, so they put themselves in good stead for the future. Can, can you speak to that um, issue a little bit, Cole? I mean, the primary uh, role of player managers and agents, other than you know the welfare of their players, is that contract time and contracts. Uh, there's been some speculations and some talk about you know some of these contracts aren't worth the paper that they're written on. You know, players moving in contracts who's that on is that on the player is that on the club for doing the deal in the first place is it on managers wanting to move players around can you give me some context there well it's definitely not the managers i'm sure that you know i saw you know paul connors and a few of the boys there and we're talking about it we we would rather not be trading players but at the end of the day we work for the players and for any particular reason they they need to move and it's a it's a strong reason then you have to do your job and get it done so it's you know sometimes it can be contracts and and sometimes it can be you know not as you know not getting a game. Um, the players want to live in a different state because of their partners. It could be a very a lot of reasons. Um, but at the end of the day, the clubs do have contracts and they can hold like they did. You know, Frio did last year with with Rory. Um, but you're going to find that I think over the next two or three years, that's what you've just seen happen yesterday with clubs. You know, moving players like Trelaw did a few years ago with Collingwood and Phillips, and all of a sudden Collingwood looking pretty good. Hawthorne dumped, you know, uh, not dumped, but they they moved obviously Mitchell and and Jaggy yesterday, so they might be on the same move. So you've got to move with it. And I was saying before, um, you know, Paul Medhurst many years ago, you know, we signed Paul to a, a three two three year deal with um, Frio um, at the end of the season, and then three weeks later I got a call from the club saying they wanted to trade him. So huh. it, it works. You know, in all areas, like sometimes it will be the club, sometimes it'll be the player. So you just got to try and work with both parties. Well, it turned out to be a remarkable trade period, really, Cole, which is what you uh, speculated it was going to be. And it's probably only going to increase uh, from here. I mean, when you think about Luke Jackson, Isaac Rankin and Brody Grundy and Josh Dunkley and Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper and Tanner Brune, who's a, an early draft pick. And then you go to Logue, Lobb, Akers, Tucker, Meek, uh, Carl Amon, McStay, Mitchell, as we've spoken about, Mitchell, Frampton, mate. Unbelievable. Pretty good team. No, well, it's, 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 I think you're right. And as I said, I think it's going to get busier and busier because of how tight the lists are and getting games and the way clubs manage their lists. Like, the, the, the repercussions from this trade period is it's probably going to be a really small draft. So, you know, normally you get, back in the day, 110 picks. And, and this year's draft could be 50, 50 picks. So all these good players out there, and, and you've seen today, Richmond, you know, delisted four or five players. There could be a good delisted 60, 70 players that should be still on a list. So what's the most exciting thing from my point of view and some probably you guys is that I think next season is going to be a more exciting season this year. I reckon there could be eight clubs win the flag. Mate, it's going to be so exciting. So that's one point of view I'd like to look at it. But, um, yeah, but I think next year, having spoke to a few of the managers, they're going to be just as busy, if not busier next year with, you know, all the players they had out of contract next year with being free agents and, and you know, and where they are with their contracts and, Club changing their list. So anyway, Cole, what about now, mate? Trade period done and dusted. Do you get a rest? Do you get, do you get to just put the pen go down and, and put the, ba- the phone go down? And have that bath. <laughs> I've been out of Melbourne probably three or four times over the last four weeks. I've got to fly to Brisbane on Saturday to, to go to one of the players' weddings up at Brisbane. So I'm not looking forward to that flight. But I think um, once we get through the next few days, Andrew and I will, will dissect the trade um, and talk about the draft, and also we start planning for next year. Uh, probably in the next three weeks. 
So it's it starts like November one, basically recontracting players and looking at trade starts basically in four weeks' time. Wow. Now, when are we going to see uh, the new documentary, the the yeah, you know the sequel to Show Me the Money? Well, last year probably wasn't really a great event, but um, luckily we got the five trades done this year. But I was a bit worried because there was actually been filming the AFL let the the, uh, the stand crew in, and there was myself and Andrew obviously in two other companies that were doing the show, and uh, the other two had their trades done quite early, so it was just basically myself with Rory the last hour. So uh, it'll be interesting to see because you don't actually know that they're following you and and then running it out of the suite and see me running up and down the back there and then just uh, <laughs> what was going on with the discussion in the communal area as well with the clubs. Mm-hmm. There's a communal area um, that a lot of clubs will go to just to have a chit-chat with the players, managers to see what's going on, you know, with Henry being done late. You know, obviously Dumpy was done late. Um, Mitchell, we had a feeling that Mitchell was going to get done to Collingwood um, and they kept that really quiet, but there was a bit of a, a thought that that would happen. There was a bit of talk about that that was going to happen. So, you know, a few of the clubs finished early and went early. But, um, yeah, the show should be uh, quite interesting because that actually was the real deal. So, mm-hmm. um, Well, stop teasing us. When's it going to be on the – when are we going to see it on stand? When's I, it going to be on the I, telly? I, I actually don't know. I don't oh, okay. Know. I don't. Right. Very good. Okay. That's, uh, well, well, that's something else I've now got to find out. So I've got to make some more phone calls. I have to ring the CEO of uh, Stan or something. Thank you, mate. Uh, thanks for your time tonight. Pleasure. Good on you. Colin Young. Uh, there you go. So that's uh, as it is, as it unfolds. So the real deal. Colin, uh, thanks to the Continental Tires engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tires today for our trade radio update. Well, he is the best in the business. He's moved five players that all wanted to move and he got his job done. That's what Colin Young does. So it was the question I was asking around players or the clubs or the, the player managers are there to represent well, the players. Dougal helped him as well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. On. But Cole's the best in the business, mate. Easy, easy. Dougal will say that too. It, well, okay. All right. Well, if you want to join in, one double three eight eighty two for now. Uh, how do you feel about listening to Colin and the conversation that we've just had? Uh, what do you think the future looks like? Because uh, for me, it looks like that uh, there is going to be more and more movement. Uh, it was amazing the number of big name players that got the ability to move clubs and with contracts. Will any of them make an immediate impact? Will any of them win your Premiership, your team next year. Well, all the names I went through. Junior Rioli was one I didn't mention. Uh, Josh Corbett I didn't mention. Uh, and there's so many more. But uh, Luke Jackson to Frio, Brody Grundy to Melbourne, Josh Dunkley to Brisbane, Taranto and Hopper to Richmond, Hannah Brune to Geelong. You've got Lowe going to North Melbourne along with Tucker. Meeks gone to the Hawks. Lobs to the Western Bulldogs. Acres to Carlton. Give us your thoughts. One double three eight eighty two. It is twenty six minutes to seven. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.